Hey everyone, welcome to episode 90 of the Trim Show. This is your host Sajid Islam and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of January 3rd, 2022. Uh, this is the first uh, episode of this year, 2022, and you know, the new year just got started and you know, it's been a little slow, but however, there are some quite a few interesting updates um, that you know I want to bring and share with you all, uh, especially some couple of two important updates. Actually, you must uh, listen, uh, which are going to be covered towards the end of the show. So stay tuned with us or with me. With that, let's dive in. Uh, first of all, uh, Facebook has announced that starting the 19th of this month, which is going to be a few days from today, uh, that uh, they were going to remove some detailed targeting options because they relate to topics people may perceive as sensitive. So some of the options they're removing at a high level are health causes, sexual orientation, religious practices and groups, political beliefs, and so forth. So what falls under uh, health causes, uh, some some things like lung cancer, awareness, World Diabetes Day, chemotherapy under sexual orientation, same-sex marriage, LGBT culture, uh, under religious, it's going to be Catholic Church or Jewish holidays, political beliefs, obviously, right, left, uh, whatever, and social causes, things like that. So they're removing all these options. So if you have an ad that's already running using these targeting options, you have till March 18th, which 17th, which is about two weeks time, uh, eight weeks time for you to remove this uh, and make changes. Uh, however, starting 19th, you would not be able to create any new ads uh, using any of these options. Facebook also went to mention that they're going to remove some of the other options that have not been widely adopted citing that they may be redundant with other options that may be too granular. Now, what they are, Facebook hasn't announced it. So hey, if you're running Facebook ads, go ahead and figure it out. Uh, that's what Facebook is saying. I'm also saying that, again, I do not run Facebook ads, so I really cannot say how or what could be there, what the impacts are going to be. My job was to just to bring and tell you some of the things that are happening in the Facebook world and hope this helps you. With that, let's move up to the next update of this week. Uh, TikTok partners up with Atmosphere to create more exposures to creators. So what is Atmosphere? Atmosphere is basically they provide licensed and curated video content for commercial venues with big clients include Westin, Taco Bell and Burger King. Uh, so what basically is like if you ever go to any waiting room or for example if you pump gas you will sometimes see on top of the uh, gas stations they have the, they, what they call it gas TV right where they create and show you uh, videos while you're pumping gas here in the States at least. Now, so I believe what Atmosphere does in the back end is like, you know, they cure the content and they pump it into, you know, things like gas TV or in this case, you know, Taco Bell, Burger King. Uh, so TikTok signed up with them as a partner. And what TikTok is planning to do is they're planning to like, you know, send Atmosphere some curated content and basically promote uh, TikTok well, promote creators on TikTok and as a result, bring, build up TikTok's popularity and, you know, reach into the market space. If you ask me, I will tell you this is a brilliant move from TikTok, whereas they're like, you know, going right through it in getting more eyeballs onto the screen and getting more users, creating more ad inventory and basically becoming a better, bigger platform than Instagram. How long before Instagram or YouTube figured this thing out? I do not know. I think it's going to be quickly that in, I'm pretty sure Instagram would be copying them. Uh, uh, YouTube, I do not know so much because, you know, YouTube has a reach and it has quite a big brand recognition. I mean, people go to YouTube for anything you want to learn, go to YouTube. 
right? So we'll see how it plays out, but that's the update for this week from TikTok. Next up, on audio space land, uh, Twitter has added sp- uh, spaces replace stats for broadca- uh, recorded broadcasts. This was something we have covered in the past in our episodes uh, last year, 2021, about Twitter allowing you to you know save and do replay, uh, replay broadcast. Uh, what Twitter is now doing is just going to give you some analytics, like, you know, hey, how many people showed up live, how many played the replay and things like that. And this is great for people who want to do data analytics and figure out, okay, is this really the right time for me to have an event? How many people are showing up to my events? Maybe modify, change, do A-B testing, things like that. So this is for those data geeks in uh, amongst us who loves to kind of, you know, uh, look over those numbers and figure things out. I know it will help me if I was doing a Twitter audio room or spaces in this case. Uh, so now you know about Twitter. Let's move on to the another update uh, on the audio space from Clubhouse. So Clubhouse has now adds a new way to share rooms, additional analytics and access options, right? So what they are. Number one, you know, one challenge on the internet or on social media these days is discovery. What is discovery by mean is like figuring out, especially things like, you know, audio only live rooms such on a platform like, you know, spaces or Twitter spaces or clubhouses that sometimes you don't get to, you don't get aware of a good conversation happening on these audio rooms until it's done. Right, and that's where the recorded sessions come in to play. However, say I am a friend with uh, Tom, and Tom is in listening to a room or as part of a room that is having an exciting conversation. I may go into Clubhouse at the same time, but I may not know that Tom is in that room. So now Clubhouse is saying we're going to allow you, Tom to reshare that. Hey, I'm part of this room. Come join and check this out. Things like that, right? And then it will show up in my feed. It is basically a way of tweet, the retweeting of Twitter tweets, right? That's the idea that Clubhouse came up with in a bit to kind of find increase discoverability of good content as well as keeping you know users on the platform and figuring things out. Which is great. However, I will tell you if if I am to I from the if I was a product manager for Clubhouse or if I was looking at Clubhouse, what I will tell you is Clubhouse needs to add this uh, image component. What is this image component? Because like Clubhouse is very text based and it gets very boring and very uh, it it puts a lot of pressure on the eye to read what's happening, right? If I and I haven't, I used to be a Clubhouse early user, and I'm looking at Clubhouse as I'm recording this session. Is like, you know, it's been a while since I gone to Clubhouse because you know when I go to Clubhouse or I get notification, it's all text, it's all text, right? What I would like to do some have some visual images so that it breaks it up. It's easier to read because you know I know. So it's a card style, but you know, people are using emojis and things like that. It's hard. Uh, so I would say if there was some image to break it out and make it more visually, like you know, a combination of text plus a little bit of Instagram into it, that would be awesome. But hey, I'm, I don't work for Clubhouse. I'm just giving my uh, opinion. The other thing, you know, that it's worth mentioning in this episode is that um, Clubhouse is also testing a replay option. In fact, why I say it shouldn't say testing because... It's already on my feed where I have access to rooms uh, where it says stop replace and I can look at replace. So Clubhouse has actually promoted it and brought it back and now is giving you analytics on those things. Uh, if you are into audio game, please go ahead, uh, try it out. Let us know uh, 
how it is. You can follow us on social media and kind of comment back and let us know what you think about it. Uh, with that, let's move on to the another update in the audio space world, which is LinkedIn has now launched audio rooms. How funny, right? Uh, again, if you've been with us for a while, you know, uh, I've been always saying in this day and age, every platform is copying each other. There's like very little innovation. It's like, you know, Clubhouse came out with audio rooms uh, and Twitter jumped into it. Facebook jumped to it. Now LinkedIn is into it. And then somehow they're going to say, oh, this this thing is not working out for us. Right. Again, you know, the same challenges have remain in this platform is like audio. It's, it's great for people who want to consume content. Content is a lot. There's a lot of plethora of content out there. Right. There's no. There's over. People are drowning in content. So what we need to do is we need to basically figure out a way to kind of, you know, reduce the noise. But again, these platforms are thinking from the other angle, which is, you know, people who are on LinkedIn are not on another platform. So let's just capture those LinkedIn, which is great. But you got to, I think in a way, we need to pick and choose our platform and stick with those platforms because we cannot be a, everywhere unless we are a billion dollar company, multi-million dollar company, because, you know, it takes a lot of resource to kind of create a content and publish it everywhere else. Anyways, I digress and I kind of rant off, but let's talking about it is that LinkedIn has launched its audio rooms, it's testing it out, it has given access to a few thousand, I guess, LinkedIn, heavy, heavy LinkedIn users to try it out and see how it goes. It just goes in addition to LinkedIn Live, a virtual room. So I guess it's great for people who get off the bed and start a LinkedIn room and go from there. Okay, let's move on. Moving into the world of SEO and Google. Uh, so Google, someone uh, asked Google's John Mueller, who is basically a search advocate at Google, is like, hey, is keyword density still a thing in 2022? Is this something we should be worried about? Is should we consider about things like that? Because again, if you go back into the world of SEO, there are like, you know, some SEO gurus who are going to say, hey, keyword density uh, makes a difference. Like, no. Before I go any deeper and answer you the question whether it's really relevant or not, uh, key, if keyword density is relevant or not, uh, or if keyword density is an SEO factor or not, let me explain to you what keyword density is. Keyword density is basically, uh, according to Wikipedia, is like the percentage of times a keyword or phrase appears on a web page compared to the total number of words on the page. Right. So, say if you have a hundred words, and you know there are some SEO gurus out there or you know, self-proclaimed SEO gurus are there who's going to say, oh, you need to have a keyword density of 30% or 40%, which basically means out of the 100 words on your page, 30% 30 of those words should talk or talk about the keyword uh, that you want to index it for, right? That's what, in a high, that's what keyword density is uh, in uh, layman's term. Google's, uh, Google's Joel Miller is saying, no, that's not the case. We don't care about keyword density. Now, if you ask me why is that, I will tell you why. Because the artificial intelligence algorithms or machine language algorithms, whatever we call it, it's basically machine language is a part of artificial, it's a subset of artificial intelligence. Google's artificial intelligence or machine language uh, algorithms have gotten smarter. Now it can read a page, it will read a block of text and it can figure out what this page is all about. Now, is it 100% accurate? No, right? But it's 70 to 80% right there. That's why we get good results out of Google. 
So Google has figured out, you know, that, you know, Google's, you know, there are algorithms out there. Google has read, can read a page and tell you uh, what this page is about. They can look at an image and they can, they have trained images to tell you what this image is about. They can, they've trained uh, algorithms. So they've, they have algorithms that can look at a video and talk about what the video is all about, right? That's why, you know, Google doesn't care about keyword density anymore, or it never did. It's just that some people, you know, through the grapevine, you know, gurus came out and says keyword density works, keyword density works, and let's just run with it. So enough about keyword density. All you need to know is that you need to write a web page where the content is actually relevant and explains what you're talking about, and off you go. Okay, with that, uh, again, the other thing on the SEO front, and again, this is not from Google, but this is from Microsoft Bing, is that Microsoft Bing has launched this uh, plugin called Index Now. It's obviously, it's a plugin, so it's available only to WordPress sites. So if you have a WordPress website, you should definitely look into this Index Now plugin. What does this Index Now plugin does? It enables automated submission of URLs from WordPress websites to multiple search engines without the need to register and verify your site with them. So it just makes it very easy for you to, as you make add new content and as you edit content, it just automatically updates and notifies the you know search engine, in this case, um, Microsoft Bing and Yandex, that, hey, uh, this site has changed, go ahead and re-index it or add this to your index and updates the whole thing in the back end. This is a step away from the previous model of indexing where, you know, you would update the site and you'd go into the, you know, Microsoft Bing or Yandex or Google and you'd say, hey, please come back to my website, Mr. Crawler, send a crawler to my website because I've changed it and I need it to be updated. So it's more real time and things like that. Now, Google has not officially adopted Index now, but Google is testing it. So there's a chance that this is going to be adopted and you should definitely use it as well. Now, keep in mind back in... Uh, I don't remember the date yet exactly, but in last year, in, in episode 47 of the Twim show, I covered about uh, Microsoft uh, releasing another uh, plugin called Bing URL Submission API. The only difference between Index Now and Bing URL Submission API is that Bing URL Submission API only works with Bing. With Index Now, right now, it's working with Bing and Yandex. And so maybe if Google jumps onto the wagon, then it's going to be Google. So it's obviously more, uh, you know, it's better. So definitely, uh, if I were you, I, and if I was using, because we use Bing URL Submission since it came out. So uh, we are going to take off Bing URL Submission and we're going to go on to Index Now this week. Okay, with that, let's jump into the last update of this week is that Google launches shops section in mobile search results. What is this? So Google has updated the Google app uh, on mobile. I use iOS, so I've seen it on iOS. I do not use Android, so I do not know how it looks on Android. But basically, when I search for something on Google Mobile, uh, so for example, I was looking for LiPo laser suction devices this morning. Uh, I see a tab called Shopping, just how you see it on uh, desktop. Uh, and over there, I can see a lot of things. Obviously, there are ads, but what Google is saying that, you know, if you rank higher, if you if you rank in the top 10 for that particular uh, device or search query, then we are going to show you the results to the page. Or not show you, show the user the searching for it, the page. So, for example, when I was doing LiPo laser selection, I saw ads, and then I also saw, like, an you know, organic results. So, why is this a big thing? Google is taking a two-pronged approach because Google is realizing that, you know, we need to give users the way 
to find products uh, organically to be there uh, and also you know they remember back last year they added like you know if you have a shopify store or if you have a woocommerce store you can actually add your products to google shopping without having to pay for ads so this is kind of fitting into it again at the end of the day google will also want your money and they're going to push you to have an ad because you know there's only so many uh, businesses that can be in the top 10 right and you're going to be like shit i'm never on top 10 let me just go pay for ad and be showing up so it's google is a double edged sword right they're in the business to make money so they're going to make money but what i the main key takeaway for you here is that if you need to make sure with your website which i've been talking again and again for a long time is that it's mobile friendly as well as if you have a product to sell make sure you are using uh the free plugin which are depending on whichever site you are on and pushing the data into google okay Uh with that folks that's it for this week in marketing. Uh if you'd like to read more make sure you visit our show page where you'll find some of the links to these articles and once again this is Hossa Islam signing off until next week. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you for tuning in this week. It was a pleasure to serve you all. Hit the subscribe button so that you remember to sign on next week. Same place, same time for another round of this week in marketing.